only need two New Year's resolutions. Eat more cheese. Be a menace. Never change, baby. Never change. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Today I'm Tass Menace. <laughs> Next Never to, change, baby. <laughs> Next to him is the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey yo. yo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, Super Producer JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend about the show. Comment away. And podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. It's Monday. We're all back here in the factory to share some NBA weekend winners and losers. I feel like we have a lot to get to, as we usually do on Monday. So let's jump right into our winners. TK, get us started. Who's your big winner of the NBA weekend? Gotta be the Memphis Grizzlies. Getting the winner of the weekend. Uh, From me, two very quality wins for Memphis over the weekend. They beat the Lakers in L.A. on Friday, and then they beat the Suns yesterday in Phoenix with no John Morant. He was out with a shoulder injury that apparently happened at some point uh, against the Lakers Mm. on Friday, but they don't really know when. Friday night, it was a smackdown. They ran the Lakers completely out of the gym. Had LeBron saying, we just suck right now. (laughs) (laughs) In postgame, Memphis hit a season-high 23 three-pointers in this game. Eight from Marcus Smart, five from Jaron Jackson Jr., five from Desmond Bain, a couple from Zaire Williams, who I think also caught 100 alley-oops in this game. I don't know if he made a shot that wasn't either a three-pointer or an alley-oop. He was playing uh, well in his hometown on Sunday. The Grizzlies came back from down 11 in the fourth quarter to beat the Suns, who have some injuries, but they had their big three out on the court together with Kevin Durant returning to the lineup. Memphis held Phoenix to 18 points in the fourth quarter. Jaron Jackson Jr. again was great in this one. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Desmond Bain went for 23-5-5. And, and Marcus Smart, another good game. 25-6-8, went 4-13 for 13 from 3. It's the first time all season he's hit 4 or more 3s mm. in back-to-back games. Of course, he went 0-4, I think, 13 in the 3 games previous. But you have to be encouraged if you're a Grizzlies fan that Smart is at least on the hot side of his streak. Because it has not been a great season thus far for Marcus Smart after the trade. But Memphis is doing all right. They were 6-19 and during John Morant's suspension. They're 7-4 and since, even though he didn't play uh, in the win against the Suns on Sunday. That's a 36-21 and pace over the final 57 games of the season, which would put them at 42-40, and play-in tournament. Probably. Uh, yeah. But that means they have to stay completely healthy yeah. for the rest of the season, which obviously John isn't healthy right now, but they pulled off a win. It's a lot less intimidating to take one game without John Morant the 25 games, which I think is good. And then they have to keep playing pretty well because the defense is looking okay. They're hitting some threes. I think they did have a hot shooting weekend, uh, not mm-hmm. what you'd necessarily expect uh, from the Grizzlies, but they certainly look better and more energized since Jaws returned to the lineup. It's a good pick. It is. The Western Conference is just tough. Every single team that you would play in that conference, even the Spurs at 5-30, and 30, I don't care. We're talking about the Grizzlies here and them sitting in 13th right now being a very tough team. And yeah, they got a little lucky on Friday night with all those threes coming down with Marcus Smart. This is the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. And then they come in to the Lakers 
And Marcus Smart, who had missed, as you said, his last 16 consecutive three-pointers, <laughs> oh. he hits eight. What? <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. with the five, DeBain with the five. Yeah, so 23 total. I think it was the man, head coach Taylor Jenkins, that made this happen in the third quarter when he got pissed off that a call wasn't made. He jumped onto the court, and he hit Torian Prince by accident, got into the way there. <laughs> and so he got a technical foul, and he said that it kind of inspired his team. They kicked the Lakers' butt in that fourth quarter. It was a close game until the fourth quarter, and they won the fourth by 14. So they're playing... Hard, with, yeah. even without jaw, they go get another W. Yeah, and if you're wondering how far back they are from a potential play-in game, uh, four and a half right now from the 10th seeded Lakers, who did pick up a win over the weekend against the Clippers, a much-needed win to stop the bleeding there. But you got the Warriors, you know, falling apart here. You know, the Suns that they just beat—that's a team they are chasing. They're a little bit more ahead, and then the Jazz are playing great basketball too, so they're within this mix too. But yeah, they're going to be fighting for this. They got a. A long road still ahead of them, but it sure helps with some of those teams above them not playing all that well and struggling and losing. So, uh, yeah, the Grizzlies, with or without Jaw right now, playing their probably their best basketball. They just have the weirdest home and road split going right now. They're three and thirteen. The Memphis Grizzlies at home hmm. in that in that barn that we uh, you know compared to a college like atmosphere. Three and thirteen, a very solid ten and ten. On the road, I mean, you're going to take 500, especially missing John Moran for a bunch of those games. So maybe they get 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 some of these wins at home going here. You're going to be right back in the mix. If I were a Grizzlies fan, I would be saying that's a positive thing that they've Probably. been so bad through the first half of the season. Now that they should be trending upwards, getting their superstar back, perhaps some more parades in their city, though. That. Taylor Jenkins thing was one of the funniest things I've seen <laughs> in the NBA this entire season. The way he jumps out in front of Torian Prince was funny, but then he gets so mad when he's arguing the call. Not a lot of ways for him to show his displeasure. So he unzipped his quarter zip as hard as he could. Oh, oh, oh. It doesn't go very far. No, it's like it this. goes down to the middle of your chest. But he left it gaping open for the rest of the game. He was hot under the collar, literally. We've yeah. seen a bunch of NBA players over the years rip their jersey. Yeah. we got to see a coach go zip and then rip. <laughs> right? Go Hulk mode. That would be cool. Unzip and then rip. Yeah. I'd love to see that. So, what were you yeah. going to say? Well, I think he, along with a lot of other coaches are just pissed that they have to wear quarter zips. What am I wearing? They don't have for? to. Well, they don't have to. Part of it's either a quarter zip or a full sweater. <laughs> you can't you can't wear a suit. You could. Well, you can. It's not it's against not the rules. It's not illegal. <laughs> Somebody's going to go back. Somebody's going yeah, to go back. I've said this before. Yeah, like, oh, this guy looks great. Well, like yeah. the other night, uh, maybe well, last week at some point, uh, Garrett Temple, who is on the Raptors uh, bench, he doesn't play a lot, but he was injured, and yeah. he's out there. He's in a full suit. And he's the one that looks like the coach, because you're right, everybody else is in these these zips and hoodies and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, who's going to be the first coach? Who has the balls to go back to the suit game? It'd be great. So I mean, even if... Uh, it has to happen. I, I totally agree. It has to happen. Yeah. I, I, I do think Taylor Jenkins literally came out onto the floor to bump somebody or just, just to really get his team... Just up for this fourth quarter. That's yeah, what wake happened. Him to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. Why on earth would else would he be on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> like he came out onto the floor. He was pissed. Yeah. He was pissed. But it, it but it great. obviously worked there. So Grizzlies gets us started yeah, here. Did. I like that. Tass, who do you have uh, as a winner? Well, the Knicks, the yeah. New York Knicks, because we talked about the first batch of All Star votes coming in last week and how their fans weren't voting for their All Stars. But this weekend, their All Stars had two good games. And they even went into Philadelphia, and their fans were chanting, Go New York! Go New York! As they romped yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. They did. And specifically, let's get to their, their All-Stars, because Jalen Brenton's going to be there. And what I like about this New York Knicks team, since they got OG Ananobi, the floor is open. 
Now, for, for both Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, because OG, mm. just stand in the corner, shoot some threes. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, our new shooting guard, just shoot threes. And that's all he did against the Philadelphia 76ers. Only shot threes, hit four of them. But then, uh, after Miles McBride, their new backup point guard, hit a couple threes in the first quarter, it was the Jalen Brunson show in the second quarter. He looked different. I, I thought because the, gra- the the floor is all open, he was barreling to the rim, going through guys. Jalen Brunson, this shorter player, being able to do that, the pull-up three and then the fake pull-up three and being able to get to his spots even along the baseline. It looked like Julius Randle shooting along the baseline. It, it looked like Dallas Jalen Brunson out there. He had 29 overall. He had 16 in that second quarter. They romped the Sixers in that first game. Absolutely romped. Josh Hart off the bench was a plus 46. How does that happen? <laughs> That's a that. big number. It's <laughs> huge. Uh, he, he, Double-digit rebounds for that guy and Jalen Brunson and him joking about it after the game, the Villanova bros uh, doing it there. But I, I thought even, even though Julius Randle didn't have a good game there, he wasn't good. The next night he had 39 yeah. against the Washington Wizards. Again, he's barreling into guys. He's just a big dude. And so now that there's space, he's showing that. 13 free throws going extremely hard to the rim. And he's taken down his, his threes a little bit this year, although he's getting them up right now. Nearly half of his shots last year were threes. Now it's like a quarter of his shots. Yeah. Um, Much so better balance it's, for it's a guy balance. like him. Yeah, and there's just there's honestly there's room on the floor. Brunson had 33. Grimes is hitting his threes. Isaiah Hartenstein is playing awesome as a center, even though he doesn't shoot the threes. Tom Thibodeau doesn't have to play Taj Gibson, which is pretty cool. Releasing and, well, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah releasing him. Uh, and the Mitchell Robinson thing you'd think was a problem because he's been injured. It hasn't been because Hartenstein's been awesome. They've won four since OG Ananobi came. He averaged 10 points this weekend, so it makes me think I can't wait to see how much that contract is worth because he doesn't really have to score for this no. team at all. Um, and they're only two and a half games back of the Philadelphia 76ers, so they have found a perfect Thibodeau balance. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, if they could, if they could, there's an outside chance that they catch the Philadelphia 76ers, especially with uh, Embiid being a little a little bumped, miss a game this weekend. Yeah, we have a, a three-way tie right now, basically, for the fourth seed in terms of like hosting or uh, uh, first-round series. The Magic, the Cavs, and the Knicks are all 21-15, and 15, and the Knicks have the longest win streak in the NBA right now at four straight games. Haven't lost, like you said, since uh, OG came over, and it's mm-hmm. clicking. And yeah. uh, he he has he has slotted in absolutely perfect to what they needed a defensive minded guy that you can put in the corner and he can still knock down the three and it opens things up and yeah they're rolling so is he cool Knicks. with it though I wonder if he's cool you with keep it. bringing that up I, I want to know I mean because with the Raptors it's always been he wants to score more he wants to shoot more he wants the ball in his hands more and in this case it ain't going to be in his hands no but he's totally fine with it and he's a great addition as long as CAA says at the end of the at the end of the season all right Knicks pay up <laughs> yeah as long as they pay up because the Brunson contract isn't huge the Randall contract isn't huge this contract they signed McBride to isn't huge they don't pay their centers all a lot so he could get paid a lot yeah it's true all right let's keep it going here I would like to give uh Jason Tatum specifically but the entire Celtics team a winner of the weekend uh they played two games Boston did Friday night in Utah took care of business and then Saturday a back-to-back situation having to fly to Indiana they did an incredible job at slowing down, you know, the red-hot Indiana Pacers who were on a six-game win streak, who had just put up, I believe, 150 points against the Hawks, were scoring all these points. They held them to 101. Yes, in today's NBA, that is holding a team to very few points. Uh, Caitlin Cooper, who is one of the probably brightest minds on NBA Twitter, on NBA X, she shared an awesome clip illustrating how special this Celtics defense is. It's breaking down a specific play where... Drew Holiday plays center 
in like the two, three zone that they start in. And he's just responsible for all the cutters. Like he's like, he's like a traffic cop, like directing all the guys out there, like where to go, who's cutting, here we go. Or like a quarterback, just seeing everything. And then they morph in to like this man-on-man defense when the ball crosses the, the free throw line. It's awesome. They're just elite defensively. I know they're second in the league behind the Wolves. I don't think it's going to be all that long until they jump them with the way they're playing. Over the last month, I believe they are the best defense, Boston is. But uh, to hold the Pacers to a season low 101 points, to out-rebound them 70-42 to in a game where your center played six minutes, like Porzingis left this game with like an eye laceration, and they still kicked ass. They're just like, they're they're unbelievable right now. They rank second in the league in offense and defense, number one in net rating. And you're getting Tatum in this game, 38 points, 13 boards, six assists. He shot eight of 14 from deep. That's sort of been the one thing that's like been his Achilles heel, right? The three-point shooting, it comes and goes. It had not been here for most of the season. But he caught fire. The pull-up was money. And this guy, it's wild that he's fifth or sixth in most MVP rankings. He's on the best team. He's the best player on the best team. And I'm not saying he should be much, much higher because that's just like the guys that we have in this league are that good. Um, But he's just scoring, like he's 30 points, five boards, five assists, it feels like every game now. Uh, And the Celtics, man, he needs to like not worry about a regular season MVP. That guy needs to go get a finals MVP because this team is going to be in the mix. The way they're playing right now, that defense is scary when they're locked in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But the Celtics, to me, are kind of a prove-it-in-the-playoffs team because at this point, great article up on The Athletic explaining, like, literally Jason Tatum has been so good for so long that he doesn't get a lot of props because he's almost on too good of a team and his numbers have been this good for kind of the entirety of his career. I agree with you. The three-point shooting, it's so up and down. Mm -hmm. And the reason Tatum's percentages are bad is because that guy takes so many tough shots where he just settles Mm -hmm. uh, for shots. But when he's rolling, he's really good in the Celtics, obviously. With only seven losses so far this season, the only team that still has single-digit losses. Yeah, they're the best. And I saw, uh, I think it was Michael D. Sykes on Twitter mentioning that Joe Mazzula was the Drew Holiday for his West Virginia college team, being that middle guy in the mm, zone and nice. d it up. So he's probably like, I could be you, man. <laughs> I could have been you. <laughs> Didn't have the offense, though. But that makes sense. I was wondering why Luke Cornett was playing so much against the Pacers. Because I saw him go to the free throw line and do the ice in my veins celebration <laughs> for making a free throw in the third quarter. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the corn man. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, this guy's a human meme. He is. That's meme. why they keep him around. <laughs> Good spirits. Yeah. Yeah, and they're totally invested. They're paying a lot in their top five, and so the the question here, as the trade deadline comes up, are they going to go get somebody for the bench, you know, to to help out Al Horford? And it, Brad Stevens is saying that they may, um, yeah. but it, it's just they have invested so much in Kristaps Porzingis, Andrew Holiday, those guys don't get the credit that that Tatum and and Jalen Brown do, and even Derek White do. The all-star voting is crazy when you think about it that way. All five Celtics are there on this ballot, (laughs) Uh, but, you know, the three big, those three that I just mentioned are far lower than Tatum and Brown, and Tatum is, I think he just got bigger and stronger for the playoffs, just to have the endurance to be able to go from now uh, when they they look great to be able to get great shots and to be able to bully guys in the postseason when we'll see what happens but this team yeah they they should be really at the favorite spot 
um, the way they do it every single game. Let's do another round of winners of the NBA weekend. Who you got, TK? Another round of a guy who's going to make the all-star team this year, Paolo Boncaro. Two huge performances and two nice wins for the Magic over the weekend. He had the first triple-double of his career on Friday against the Nuggets. 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He went 15 of 19 from the free throw line. Hit the game-winning free throws mm-hmm. as well. We knew that's been a little bit of a bugaboo for Paolo early in his career. Not a super high percentage three point or free throw shooter, but knocking him down in a clutch situation. Love to see that. Followed that game up with 35 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block, and four of seven from three against the Hawks on Sunday. This one went into overtime. Boncaro scored eight points in the overtime period. Hawks scored five. <laughs> These are both clutch wins uh, for. The Magic, both without Franz Wagner. It was Paolo out there. It was Cole Anthony out there trying to generate any kind of shots they could on the offensive end. And then they're closing these games with Chuma Okeke, Goga Bataze, Caleb Houston, Mo Wagner, and Treveling Queen. Yeah, a literal who's who yeah. of NBA yeah. players. Career-high 25 points and seven threes for Caleb Houston against the Hawks uh, yesterday. This has been impressive stuff from Boncaro. In his last five games, he's averaging 33 a game with nine rebounds, six assists, shooting 45 from the field and 42 from the three-point line. Like I said, career-high, 43 against the Sacramento Kings. First triple-double against Denver. Orlando's currently tied for fourth place yep. in the Eastern Conference right now. This guy, absolute lock as an all-star. I love watching him play. He is mm. fun to watch. He should be an all-star. I'm with you. I mean, he'll have to be selected, of course, by the coaches, but he should be there, especially with his team being so good. What I love about this stretch that he's on here, like, the Magic started on fire this year. Caught everybody by surprise. We're like, whoa, is, are they good? Nah, they'll fall back to earth, right? And then they started to, remember? They had, like, a four-game losing streak. They started to, like, oh, okay. That was a great story for a little while. But then he sort of just went up a level, I think, and then has got them going again here. I know they had like a, a three-game stretch there where they were on the West Coast trip. They're they playing good teams, and they lost a couple. But, man, he's like single-handedly you know, pulling them to some of these victories here to keep them, again, in the four spot, in the playoff mix. And, like, it doesn't feel like they're going to be a play-in team. Like, it's going to be a playoff team. Whether they're hosting or not, we'll see. But he's awesome. I'm with you. Trey's fun as hell to watch. And he's so young still. He was phenomenal. But he got a lot of good help from his teammates, as oh, you mentioned. Houston is huge. Uh, yeah, Mo Wagner with 19-11 that game because mm-hmm. they have 18 centers, but they couldn't play no Goga, no Wendell Carter. Having all the centers kind of paid off at that one. And you mentioned Caleb Houston, seven threes, a career-high 25 points. Shout-out to Mississauga. He's a Canadian, That's bro. Right. He's yeah. a forgotten Canadian. He is right. a forgotten Canadian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Saga's getting some rep. Oh, great right. weekend for Saga. Absolutely. R.J. Barrett was RJ money Barrett. last night. Yeah. Yeah, people don't know. There's too many Canadians in the league. There's so <laughs> many. keep track of them all. Uh, and Jalen Suggs was essentially the starting point guard in this game because – you know, they're playing with different things, but I love Jalen Suggs' celebration. He's the only guy who celebrates like this with the tongue out, bends the back backwards, and then just flicks his arms like an inflatable. <laughs> Nobody else does that. It's kind of like a, a Marc Gasol doing the oh the, the, mo, uh, the, the Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, right. but he did it twice. And he went to the bench and he did it again. It's different because he bends his back all the way backwards. Jalen Suggs, yeah, obviously great defensively, but he was essentially the starting point guard because – yeah, Suggs, uh, um, Fultz back, but he's coming off the bench. Yep. And then they took Anthony Black out of the starting lineup as well. They got a lot of point guards. They got a lot of centers. So this team is just it's just damn good. Suggs better be on an all-defensive team this year. Like, in one, at least a second team. He should probably be on the first team. 
I know it always like takes a year or two for sometimes the voters to like catch on to how uh, talented a defender is. He is awesome. Like, he gets like the toughest assignment of whatever the guard is, and he's done so many times this year where you check the box, you're like, oh, that that all star, that superstar. Ooh, they had a quiet game. Yeah, he's a big reason why he goes at it on that end. So great game uh, from him. Great game from uh, Paolo, like you said there. Trey as a winner of the weekend. TK. going to be tough, uh, I think, for Suggs to make all defense, just because there's a lot of good guards. Like you're mentioning Drew Holiday. He's definitely going to make it. Yeah. Derek White, he'll probably make it. Caruso, he'll make it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, going to be tough. Uh, that's what I said. Yeah. It does usually take another year for like sure. to sort of get the accolade. Um, you know, he'll get votes this year. Maybe he cracks it, maybe he doesn't, but then I, I, I'm almost, I'll call my shot now. Jalen Suggs will be on the 2000, <laughs> what, 24-25 all defensive team. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I okay. also, one thing I also didn't like from Jalen Suggs, but it's mostly because I liked it from Trey Young. And this one, uh, Trey drew Suggs' sixth foul uh, in the fourth quarter. A savvy veteran move. Yeah. He's like, he's up on me. I'm going to angle into him. Foul called. And Trey Young just starts pointing at his head. <laughs> That's going to be the new taunt. Too smart. I'm too smart for you. <laughs> too smart. You like when you're using savvy rather than strength, you could do that. Pump fake, you score on an up and under. Too, too smart. smart. Oh, that's good. Mm. It's gonna catch on. Yep, I like it. Trey does that every single game. I mean, he he's smart in the way he draws <laughs> fouls. It's true. He's infuriating to some as well, for sure. Uh who do you have for another winner? I'm giving one to Victor Wembenyama because uh the San Antonio Spurs. They're sitting at five and thirty. They are fifteenth in the Western Conference. They're they're dead last. So you'd think at this point. Maybe they're dead. Maybe maybe us sickos aren't going to have fun watching the Spurs the rest of the season. But uh-uh. Victor Wembanyama brings them back to life. Because even though he's on a minutes restriction, he came back in a game last week, late in the game, and just jumped off the bench and said, I'm not being called in because I'm at my minutes restriction. <laughs> but came in and played. Popovich said he liked that. After the game, he said, yeah, I like how he's showing. He wants to play hard. And then he goes up against Giannis Antetokounmpo and has a great game. He does it against stars. That's what he does. He went up against Kevin Durant, the guy that he followed as a kid uh, growing up in this game earlier this season. And then this weekend, he had to go up against Jared Allen, who's been balling for cool. the Cavs. He's on fire. He yeah. should be a winner of the weekend. He, he's been so, so good. And he went down to the wire with Jared Allen uh, and the Cavs. The Spurs did lose, but he blocked Jared Allen one time. 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 blocks. Guy's got 100 blocks in his first 35 games. First person to do that since Sean Bradley in 93. So he's blocking shots. But the thing is, it's going to come down to the wire for Rookie of the Year because he's been that good. Can he be Rookie of the Year when your team is that bad? Usually. Yeah. Usually, (laughs) yes. Usually, yes. No problem. We'll give you Rookie of the Year. But it's going to be different this year for sure. Because Chet Get ready is, for the debate. Chet is damn good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. That, and that's the reason why it's going to be a two-man contest. But I think this is going to be a two-man competition that's going to go down to the wire. Because right now, Wembenyama leads in points, rebounds, blocks, and steals. 19, 10, 3.3 blocks, and 1.2 steals. So he's leading rookies in all four of those. And he's r- making Rookie of the Year race fun. And even though Holmgren's on a, a winning team, is going to get his team. He's going to get his flowers, and he's probably going to help win some games when this minutes restriction is just abolished. Get rid of it. Mm. It's no longer needed. Uh, also a winner of the weekend, even though even though they lost, and they are 5-30, and 30, which is just fun to say, a 5-30 and 30 team. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have to go to France this week, so he's a winner. The team that he's playing, the Cavs, <laughs> they're going to play the Brooklyn Nets this week. Uh, they already got on a plane. They're yeah. already gone. We so got I'm, a Paris game this week. Thursday. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be watching it on playback. A nice afternoon, yeah, it's an afternoon game. game. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, I love an afternoon game. Ooh, watching. It's Nets who? Cavs. Cavs. 
They're yeah. sending Jared Allen over. Yeah. Good thing he's balling right now. The guy's yeah. averaging like 21 and 16 over his last <laughs> the Nets are couple not. games. No, the Nets are not. <laughs> Though they just <laughs> they had an bad. entertaining game against yeah. the uh, against the uh, Blazers. So yeah, they're in that they're close. in that fourth place tie uh, for with yeah. everybody at 21 and 15. Even though they don't get the uh, the accolades, I think Donovan Mitchell's going to try and go off in France. He's going to try and. Drop a 40 spot. Mm. That could happen. That could happen. So you're a little surprised, though, that uh, the Spurs and Wemby not being sent for the Paris game. Uh, no, but I'm happy for him. <laughs> he gets to chill. I mean, his, his, obviously his ankle's got some problems. Um, it is a little surprising. It? Uh, no, yeah, his ankles are fine. Uh, but he doesn't have to do everything for his family and get together with his family and all that. Everybody's talking. Everybody's been talking about him literally for nine months since uh, he was drafted and it's 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 been tiring i let the guy chill does he have to get on a plane and go to france nah uh he's doing great i mean those numbers that he leads in points rebounds blocks and steals but he could be playing a lot more minutes yeah uh, it's not like he's he's just putting them in just to fill up the the box score because he's playing 40 minutes he's not even playing 30 minutes a game yeah, I mean it's awesome that Chet Holmgren is playing the way he is because we have a rookie of the year race. Because imagine, you know, imagine Chet never gets injured and plays last year, and obviously then isn't in consideration for a rookie of the year this year. I mean, this would be a wrap. Like it would be. I mean, it would have been over like within the first week. Okay, Wemby's winning rookie of the year, but it's going to be a race. There's going to be a lot of debates. There's going to be, you know, the counter is going to be. Well, yeah, put Chet on the Spurs right now, and he probably has. The exact same amount of numbers that uh, Wemby does because he'd have more of a role. Like he's being, uh, he's not asked to do as much. Then the counter to that is, well, yeah, he's not being asked to do as much. So <laughs> Wemby has to do more. That's what we're gonna hear here for a couple months. But yeah, it's more entertaining than just being over in the first month. ROI, baby. <laughs> Can't wait to break it all down. You don't think we would be having a big debate about Victor Wembanyama versus Jaime Jaquez? <laughs> no. I mean, we would try to. It would be, we it would would tr- be a lesser version of what's going on now. We You're like, tr- look at how he's contributing to yeah, a winning team. Yeah. We would try to. We would try to. <laughs> we but, would try. Yeah, you wouldn't really believe it when you were saying it. I am dreading a little bit the rookie versus sophomore arguments of that course. will take place yeah, in March. Of course. But we'll get to see, you know, Donovan Mitchell wearing a hoodie pictures yeah. again. That'll yeah. be exciting. Yep. And I did say that. He's leading the lead. He's leading all the rookies in all those big categories. He's also leading all the NBA players in blocks per game, yeah. which is kind of neat. Yeah. Three point three blocks per game. I think his block percentage right now is nine point eight, which means he blocks a shot one out of every ten possessions. That's good. That's math. pretty crazy. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I uh, will give my final winner of the weekend. Uh, lots to pick from still, and I know you're letting us know uh, who we missed in the stream team or in the comments or tweet at us at No Dunk Sync. But I'm going the Dallas Mavericks for a winner of the weekend. Two home wins for the Mavs this weekend. Um, Kyrie scored 24 with Luka out in the first game. They finished their sweep of the Blazers. Dominant victory, 139-103. They were missing the Mavericks, like, six other guys in this game, mm-hmm. too. Like, there was no Derek Lively the second. There was no Grant Williams. Like I said, no Luka. And they still took care of business. Everybody contributing, led by Kyrie. I don't think he played in the fourth quarter because it was a wrap early. And then on Sunday, Luka came back. And Kyrie continued to play great. He shot 14 of 27, 6 of 8 from deep, and two of those threes were huge. He hit a game-tying one with about three minutes to go, and then he, after a couple sort of possessions, he sort of coughed the ball up, actually, and it went to Gobert, and Kyrie said, give me that back, and stole it right back from him. The shot clock reset, he made his way to the corner, the ball found its way to him, and he splashed that one, too, to give them uh, a little bit more room there. And so they went on to win. Luca had 34 points. That's what he does. 12 of 26 shooting. But these two here, you know, Kyrie missed a chunk of time. 
Mavericks kept their head above water, mainly because of Luka, and obviously in an, in the MVP conversation at the table. But now you got both these guys back. You know, this this team has surprised me where they are sort of in the rankings and how they've played with a lot of, uh, you know, with their star player and Kyrie missing a good chunk of time. So they're in the middle of a seven-game homestand right now. Their longest of the season. They have the Grizzlies, who are hot, like you said, up next. They have the Knicks, who are very hot, haven't lost with OG. And then they play two against the Pelicans, who are also playing great basketball. So uh, tough schedule here to, to finish out this seven-game homestand, like I said. But they get a couple of those, and they're feeling good. And they're playing inspired ball. Just every single possession against the Minnesota Timberwolves, their D was stepping up. Even though, yeah, no Dante Exum and no Lively, who are, I think, the key pieces in that starting lineup to play defense. Yeah, defensively, um, yeah. Because, um, you know, you got to go Luka and Kyrie up front. And it, it, they have been helping out. And I've I've been surprised. I thought they needed to go get a big here before the trade deadline. Um but if you check out the articles at theathletic.com, theathletic.com slash no dunks, uh, to get you a great subscription, you see how great this Mavs defense is actually with those two guys I mentioned. So I was surprised to see how they've become an energy bunch, just helping out on that end so much. And Kyrie, we are watching the Kyrie that we fell in love with as far as just watching him do his thing. Um, yeah, he's spectacular. It may not look. It may not uh, be good enough to make an All NBA team because he's missed sixteen no, games, no. and the math says oh. as soon as you miss eighteen games, you don't make All NBA. No, that's tough, the new tough, rule. Tough. Uh, that's tough. But uh, yeah, he just—he's just a magician out there. Well, here's a question: Is uh, is Kyrie Irving considered a Mavericks employee? Because he might make up some more money. Because another reason to give Dallas a winner of the weekend is uh, we learned that Mark Cuban alerted Mavs employees, (laughs) whether that includes the players or not, we're not sure. I don't think so. On Friday, that Mavs employees are collectively going to receive approximately $35 million in bonuses as a result of him selling his uh, majority stake in the franchise. So that's not bad. So (laughs) there you go. Mavericks employees getting some, uh, some bonus money. From Cubes making all his money on the sell uh, along. I guess I think the new owners are chipping in as well. <laughs> the casino moguls there. Uh, but yeah, just another reason to give Dallas a winner of the weekend. <laughs> I would rather there be the Mavericks equipment manager than the Bucks equipment manager. <laughs> we'll get to that. We will get to that. All right, those are our winners. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll look at the losers of the NBA weekend. All right, still here in the factory. Hit the like button, subscribe. Before we get to the NBA weekend losers, I think most people agree uh, just a general weekend loser was Golden Globes host Joe Coy, who had a rough, <laughs> rough go of hosting the Globes. Mm-hmm. His monologue was not hitting. He started throwing his writers under the bus. I think he had a dry mouth. He was a... he kept he kept looking for saliva after every line. <laughs> And uh, I was was starting to feel for him. I've been there, man. Uh, But, uh, yeah, not sure Joe Coy will be back Mm. to host the Globes. But Mm. we're an NBA podcast, so let's get to the NBA Weekend Losers. TK, who do you have on your list? What about Connor? Connor stuck in the pot. (laughs) He was a loser, but now he's a winner because he's Yeah, yeah. Connor stuck in the pot, was a loser, now is a winner. Because he's always gone viral. Uh, Guy in the best pro shops. uh... Oh, he's a loser. (laughs) Total loser. Sorry. That one's a loser. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. That was a... Uh, I didn't know you were allowed to see that on the internet. That's a uh, that's a great <laughs> rank who had, <laughs> who had the worst rank weekend. him who had the worst weekend. The Bass Pro Shops guy swimming in the aquarium, nude. Uh, Connor in the pot. Connor in the pot, or the host of the Globes. 
Joe Coy. We should get the poll up on All that. All right. We need a fourth option for our poll. So perhaps our first NBA weekend loser, the Golden State Warriors. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, they went 500 over the weekend, but they still get a loser. They squeaked by Detroit on Friday and then completely no-showed the first half against the Toronto Raptors on Sunday. Raptors scored 36 in the first quarter, 40 in the second quarter. Toronto is basically just mismatch hunting. They're like, oh, you got a tiny guy? We're going to throw it to Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam right at the rim uh, for a layup. Skeets wanted to tweet the thumb. He wanted to say this game was over at halftime, but he couldn't do it. I was smart not to. You were smart not to. It got sort of close. It got close because Clay Thompson got hot in the third quarter, scored 11 points, went three for three from the three-point line. And then Andrew Wiggins checked in, and it was the Raptors game all over again. Uh, Tough night for Wiggins. He finished a minus 29 in the loss to Toronto. Had three points on one of six field goal shooting. Had two rebounds. He played three stints, basically, in this game. First five and a half minutes in the first quarter, minus 12. Played four minutes in the second quarter, minus three. Who cares? That's one shot. And then he played seven minutes across the third quarter and fourth quarter, minus 14. To make matters worse, as soon as Wiggins subbed out, the start of garbage time, Golden State then went on a 17-7 to run. <laughs> right. I saw Anthony Slater said over at The Athletic today that in Wiggins' 831 minutes this season, he's a minus 51. In every other minute that Andrew Wiggins has not played, Golden State is a plus 157. That's bad. And now Chris Paul is also hurt. He's out four to six weeks due to another hand injury. The Warriors tried starting Jonathan Kaminga and... Andrew Wiggins together against the Raptors. It didn't work. Silver lining maybe is Draymond has been reinstated Mm -hmm. after 12-game suspension. He would have been eligible to play against the Raptors, but apparently he needs a week to ramp up his conditioning. Fair enough. They're going to need him instructing people where to be defensively because Wiggins and Kaminga need a guy telling them where to be. And I don't know. I guess maybe if you're looking at the team, the fact that Chris Paul goes out and Draymond comes in means they're getting a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little bit more defensive, which is something they need because this team right now is a half game up on the Utah Jazz yeah. for 11th yeah. in the Western Conference. It has been a very bad month for the Warriors. It was a bad weekend, and Steph Curry, again, had a no three-point game, 0 for 9. Yeah, didn't seem like Steph was into this game. Uh, he just wasn't feeling it, and partly was because of the defense rotations. They went with this new starting lineup, starting Andrew Wiggins for the first time in weeks alongside Jonathan Kuminga, who everyone has been talking about is so that's the guy. We can do this together. But when they put them on the floor, the numbers are just bad. So yeah. they started those two guys with Trace Jackson Davis. It, it was hilarious. It, literally watching their defensive effort in that first half, they literally just didn't know where to be and didn't know where to defend. As soon as those guys went to the bench, it was Sarch, Pojemski, Kevon Looney. The numbers went back the other way. They looked good. So those three started over Kaminga, Wiggins, and Trace Jackson Davis in the second half. Yeah. They said, Wiggins, all right, you haven't started for a few weeks. It's not working. You're off. Uh, even Kaminga went back to the bench. They looked better <laughs> in times with those the, the, the aged guys, the old guys. That's what they're going to do with Draymond Green. They're going to put him out there, and they're probably going to look better. I don't know why he hasn't been working out. I know he's what he's been doing. You're going through the counseling. Um, as uh, Joe Dumar said this weekend, I, I like this quote about uh, Draymond Green from Joe Dumars. During the period of his suspension, Green completed steps that demonstrated his commitment to conforming his conduct to standards expected of NBA players, said the former star of the Detroit Bad Boys. He knows he knows what's up. You know, being in, <laughs> being in Michigan, he wanted to play rough. He's got to stop playing rough. But this... This team, I wonder how it comes together. It's just interesting. Like, if he gets back on the floor, they know where to be. 
they're going to be better defensively. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but yeah, this up and down, it, it's it's such a, such a wild weekend because we, we got the story on The Athletic. Kuminga has lost his faith in Steve Kerr. Then he meets with Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. I love it here. That's a <laughs> Face <quote>. restored. <laughs> yeah. Then Chris Ball breaks his hand. Well, Draymond Green's coming back. He was only – the Warriors were 7-5 and five in those 12 games he missed, so maybe things will be back. And then they start Wiggins again. I think Andrew Wiggins has the worst contract in the NBA. I, I love the dude. Wow. Yeah, he's got to come back. But he just signed for four years, 120. It looked like a deal. But he literally can't be on the floor. Um, yeah. There's something going on there with yeah, Andrew Wiggins. That's- that's, that's, that's what everybody part. thinks, for sure. So, father, yeah. Yeah, so the, the crazy, that uh, will he come back? They're waiting for that. Moses Moody went back in the rotation, which looked good. Um, you just, you just, I think they have to get the old guys, and you got to get Draymond Green telling Jonathan Kuminga where to go. And, and then I think they will be fine. Another way to look at this game in watching the Raptors sort of handle them there for a majority of the game is uh, the Warriors reading their body language I was taking away a team that uh, is being affected by trade rumors or maybe knows something that we don't know in terms of uh, who's potentially on the outs and what things are doing. Because that starts to happen around this time, right? As we get closer and closer to trade deadlines, it affects some teams. You can see it in terms of their effort, especially. Mm -hmm. Guys are mentally checked out either because so-and-so is getting moved or they might be getting moved. And uh, again, I got, look, I got no intel. What am I, Shams? I don't know. But um, <laughs> that's what I was taking away from this. I was like, ooh, 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 this is bad. <laughs> this, this, yeah. they're, they're carrying themselves like they know something about to happen. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Maybe they saw that picture of Masai and Mike Dunleavy Jr. <laughs> <It's> talking <laughs> pregame. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Maybe Steph doesn't, doesn't want this team going forward. Maybe he wants some sort of change. Like Steph's body language was bad. Yeah, um, was and bad. maybe because he wanted the vets out there. Because, as I said, when Sarge and Looney were out there, Looney was offensive, boarding all over the place. They they looked like they knew where they were going. Uh, but it was just an odd to see a, a Curry doesn't make a three-night Curry single-digit scoring night. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was strange to not pass him the ball where he should be passed the ball. And Trey said it. Like, when they started to make a comeback, a lot of it was, oh, shit, Clay Thompson's back. He's on. He's hot. Yep. Wouldn't you ride that hot hand? I mean, this is like Kerr's like sort of downfall. He's like so rigid and like, oh, got to take him off now. It's like, uh, do you? Do you really have to? Like, he's got it going. You were down huge. The guys you started, most of them were not giving you a great effort. And like, that's a classic Kerr thing. I know it sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't. But he's usually playing the long game when they had elite talent. But now they're like, you know, they're sub 500. They're not even close to like one of the best teams right now in the Western Conference. So I know Warriors fans were pissed about that. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's actually scoring here. Like, anyway. Uh, uh, I think they one, should just get Raptors head coach Darko Ryakovich to coach for the next couple of months. Darko Ryakovich is a motivational speaker. <laughs> it's working right now. You see what he said to our man, um, to Emmanuel quickly? He said, this was what quickly said after a game last week. He said, Darko, Darko pulled me aside while the Memphis game was going on and said, you're not having fun. Have fun. I've never really had a coach do that. Yeah, that's Darko's whole thing. Boom. Yeah, we did he turned around. He had a bad first run in that game. <laughs> turned it around. He's, he told Malachi Flynn earlier this season, you don't look so good when you're not happy. Smile and you look great. <laughs> mm. This guy is a motivational speaker. I, I think that's what, that's what the Warriors need. They need somebody talking to people. And maybe it'll help with Draymond Green because he went through the counselor as, uh, multiple times and he wasn't with the team except like no one knew where he was. Except when he was at LeBron's party, which was strange. Let's be around the team. The 39-year-old uh, the, birthday yeah. party. Yeah. The one with Adele. 
It's always funny seeing Adele in photos with LeBron at the same party. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> weird when you mention it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a, a small winner of the weekend to Darko, head coach of the Raptors, yeah. because on Friday night they lost. And you would say, well, why would they be a winner for losing? Well, he had bet the team, hey, you win three games in a row, I'm buying you dinner. <laughs> they were at two wins in a row. If they had beaten the Kings on Friday night, he was having to pony up the bill, and uh, instead they lost. But they bounced right back against the Warriors. They now play the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz as they're on this very long road trip. The Raps are here. And Otto Porter Jr. finally got his ring. He finally got his ring! (laughs) Two years later. (laughs) They should have at least mailed him the real one and gave him a replica or something. That is crazy. I'll just hang on to me. I'll get it when I see you next. Uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Uh, All right, Tass, what about you? Who do you have for a weekend loser? Well, I'm going to talk about Cade Cunningham uh, a little bit because he got injured. Uh, The Pistons are 3-33, and and it seems like it couldn't get worse, but Cade Cunningham getting hurt makes it far worse. He got hurt against the Nuggets, left with the left knee strain. And the the reason why they have been decent recently is because Cade Cunningham has been good. Since November 15th, 23.6 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, and a 57.2 true shooting percentage. So he can pass. He can score. uh, And he's literally been running the offense a 29.2 percent usage rate and the turnovers have come down only 3.2 they need his offense desperately because their defense has just been bad over the last six games as our man uh james edwards pointed out last in the nba uh the last six games so they have been making runs and it's all through Cade uh to me and isaiah stewart has been out as well so i think that hurts the defense but just a note, the Cade has turned it around offensively. Um, they, they changed their defense uh, w- with sending Amon Thompson to the bench there. Um, and that hurts. Uh, they're, they're, they just don't know who they are. Uh, hopefully, Cade Cunningham comes back. Because uh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, yeah. otherwise, uh, the offense just won't be good. Because their defense is bad. They need their offense to be good. And Cade's, Cade has been balling uh, you know, for a month and a half, really. Yeah. Well, you thought it was cool that the Spurs were five and thirty. Just a yeah. cool record. Three and thirty-three, even cooler. Cooler for the Pistons. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they were two and twenty-two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> were they one and eleven? No, no they were two and one. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you just hey, like you get all to the four and forty-four, though. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, probably it's in play. <laughs> They'll be cool. They'll be happy with four and forty-four. <laughs> yeah. That means I got one win in the you next. You just time. like the digits. Yeah, I just think it's, it's nice. Like it's That's great. Nice. I, I just I, it's funny because I think I said it on playback to Trey. I hope they get to three and thirty-three because that will look cool. <laughs> and they You're did probably it. Probably right. Way to get Trey. But uh, yeah, Cade, Cade. That's unfortunate. Hopefully, it's nothing too too serious. Um, but tough not to have him as a loser there, at least the Pistons. Uh, I, got I a... called the Sar Thompson Amen Thompson, by the way. Oh, I mean, boy. Is that the, that's probably the first time, though. What's that? That you've ever mixed them up? <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I've been watching. He's uh, Amen's been getting yeah. some some Rockets love. He's been yeah. looking good. Um, I got a couple losers of the weekend. Usually I'm always struggling to find one, but I got a few for you here. Uh, some of them are minor, though. Uh, Friday Night Hoops. Big loser of the NBA weekend. What do I mean by that? We had a lot of games on, first off. But of the 28 of the 30 teams that saw action, yeah, we had 14 games there on Friday night. Eight teams led by 25 or more points. The most for a single night in the league since way back in 97-98. Of those eight teams, seven led by 30 or more. Of those seven teams, four of them grew to leads of 35 points or more. The point is, Friday night was blowout central. Now, luckily, Sunday, we had a lot of close games, some some really entertaining finishes. But uh, I saw here from ESPN Stats and Info, shout out to them, Friday marked the 182nd day in NBA history where we had 13 or more games played in the NBA. 
quite a, quite a lot, more than I would have expected. Um, teams won those games this last Friday by an average of 19 points per game, which was the largest margin of victory on any of those days. So we just had a lot of blowouts. So that was just unfortunate if you were uh, in on Friday night watching some hoops, hoping for some close games. So that's just a minor one. This next one, the Sacramento Kings. My sweet, sweet Kings, they always find a way to disappoint me. <laughs> they lost on Sunday to the Pelicans. Again, 133-100. to 100. Like the Pacers own the Bucks in the East, the Pelicans own the Kings in the West. They have beat them all four games. They do have a fifth game. One of those weird little quirks again. Uh, they have outscored Sacramento by 84 combined points this season. Yeah, they just own them. And here's the kicker. About 18,000 fans in Sacramento on Sunday... It was Kids and Family Day. <laughs> they showed up to cheer on the home team. And the Kings players said, fuck them kids, man. Holy crap. An embarrassing showing. De'Aaron Fox, the team's leading scorer, three points. One of ten from the field. De'Aaron Fox is on a very bad run right now. Mm-hmm. He's uh, scoring under 20 points per game over his last five. He's shooting 37% from the field, even worse from deep. Uh, not a good run for my guy Star Fox right now. But the Kings were smashed on the boards 29 to 9 in the first half. I thought that was a typo. And 51 to 25 for the game. And the Pelicans, man, they just feel great playing Sacramento. Uh, they even talked about it. It was like just a great matchup, Willie Green said. We like it. Yep. CJ McCollum scored 30. He hit seven threes. I don't know if you guys saw this. After the game, the Pelicans broadcast, they were asking CJ McCollum, like, uh, why do you enjoy playing in Sacramento so much? You know, they were trying to look for, like, is it just, like, the sight lines, the rims, whatever. CJ's answer was great. He goes, yeah, Sacramento was supposed to draft me. They had me come back for a second workout. They actually told me they were going to take me at seven, and they didn't. So, and then he, like, chuckled, like, I like playing against them. A little revenge there in the back of CJ's mind, and he had a great game. And, like I said, the Pelicans just... Just play well against this team. So the Kings need to avoid the Pelicans in any sort of postseason matchup. What I just looked up uh, who the Kings drafted instead of C.J. McCollum. What year? 2000? This was in the 2013 draft. 13, 13. Yeah. Yeah, you saw him. You saw this guy. You saw, saw him, in, him a, for sure. in a dunk contest. Ooh, Ooh. Not jumping out at me. Hold on. You saw him at the thrift store. I saw him at the thrift store. Mm, <laughs> what? Ooh, Is that a pun? <laughs> it's Ben McLemore. Oh! <laughs> nice. Thrift <laughs> shop? Is that what that, that guy's song was yeah, called? Yeah, McLemore? Yeah, yeah. Thrift shop or store? I don't know. But Ben <laughs> <Yeah>. McLemore <laughs> is out of the league. Yeah. McLemore is out of the rap industry. <laughs> He's still doing stuff. And CJ stuff. McCollum is still hooping, so I guess the Kings probably should have drafted him. But if you're looking for a silver lining, Skeets, Kevin Herter went for 17 points on 6 of 10 shooting. I think it's time for him to go back to the starting lineup for Duarte because Duarte's not doing much. Mm-hmm. So that would be or, interesting. Or it helps his uh, trade value, I guess, is the other way to look That would be another way to help his trade value. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to trade a guy off the bench when he was a starter last That's year. That's true. That's true. So Kings, loser of the weekend. And one more here because we, uh, we did allude to it. The Bucks have had a rough week or so, right? They got smacked by Indiana twice. They just beat the Spurs in that game that we watched on playback that had a million highlights. It was entertaining, but just beating the Spurs is not great. And then after a 112-108 loss on Saturday night in Houston, Giannis decided to call out everybody on the team. I mean everybody. He had like a seven and a half minute rant about what's wrong with his squad. But here's the money quote, and our guy Jerome put together a graphic. This is Giannis after that loss on Saturday night. Quote, we have to be better. We have to play better. We have to defend better. We have to trust one another better. We have to be coached better. 
Every single thing, everybody has to be better. Everybody. It starts from the equipment manager. He has to wash our clothes better. <laughs> and quote, he had a lot more to say, but man, the poor, the poor equipment manager of the Milwaukee Bucks catching a stray. Giannis is calling out how clean the clothes are. And Makes you want to go with, back and watch the old games, right? See if you see a stain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little stench maybe that's affecting Giannis <laughs> and the team. <laughs> what is that? It's gross. Um, but yeah, he was very upset. Very oh, funny. He, he's the MVP. Because that speech went on and on oh, and on. Oh, it was so long. It he was, talked for a while. He did. And he started talking about his team's defense. He's, he's mainly he's upset. He's really pissed. With he's the mainly defense. upset about, yeah. the, about the effort, and he wants every every player to think about it. At all times, he basically said, you know, you go on your all-star weekend trip, <laughs> you're sitting on a, on a beach, you think about it. You, you go, go into your be- bedroom at night, you might get a little freaky, you think about it. You think, <laughs> you think about defense. This guy's quotes about getting freaky, and they're endless now. Uh, he, he doesn't stop. He, just he doesn't, doesn't stop. He's a horny mother. Yeah. They named him the Greek freak, and he ran with it, man. Yeah. That's his thing, He's like, man. fine, you're calling me the freak? Just watch. Uh, but I actually love this from Yadis. I think this is pretty good leadership. He calls out literally everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but everybody knows who he's really talking about. Lillard, Beasley, and the coaching. Yep. But he didn't say him by name, no. and he definitely put himself at the center of it, too, because if you look at the article from Eric Name on The Athletic, you'll see Giannis dying on screens just like Dame Lillard dies on screens, yep. right? And he's completely right. The Bucks have been pretty good, but they definitely haven't been great. And you've got to be great to win a championship, and Giannis isn't there to try and make it to the playoffs. He's trying to get back to the finals, win another championship. So he's saying, we got four months to figure out what's wrong, yeah. but we got to figure out what's wrong. And it starts with me, and it starts with Bill, who can't wash these Trevor. Clothes. His name's Trevor. Trevor. I looked it up. Poor Trevor, Trevor. man. Uh, Trevor, taking some heat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and he went on to say, like, and it is right. He's like, look, offense comes and goes in this league. You're going to have nights where we're on fire. Like, like he just had, like, a 64-point game, didn't he? Not that long ago. And he had a 48-point game and all that. But and, and they'll catch fire from three. But he's like, that's offense. To win a championship, we have to play defense consistently and it you can't pretend to turn it on and off you can't and he knows it and uh and that's why he really went on this this huge rant uh our guy jerome by the way with that quote he said you had a few logos to that uh that that quote that uh Giannis had there and you slap it on a billboard and it's perfect mm-hmm. yeah, and so this is a great mock-up everybody on youtube seeing this so podcast listeners jump over uh but it's the quote that i just read to you <laughs> Even about the washing the clothes part, you got to do it better. Throw a Nike ad on there, a little Giannis logo, and uh, yeah, sure, that'll inspire me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to wash my clothes better, damn it. I would love to see a training montage from Trevor before the Bucks play the Jazz tonight. <laughs> just like really like going in, yeah, yeah, just like pumping with different Tide bottles, <laughs> chomping on pods. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Hey. <laughs> What, Anything to get it He's done. Those, PEDs? Yeah. <laughs> those are PEDs in the washing game. You eating Tide Pods? Yeah, I think so. All right. oh, that'd be great at the subway. That, that's inspirational stuff. Yeah, look right cool. There. Good job yeah. there, Jerome. I, I also brought up this to Jerome that we should we should have a new Golden Globes worthy type segment here where we just do table reads of every time Yanis Antetokounmpo mentioned oh, getting wow. freaky. It's good. You know, I once uh, when I put my kids to bed, you never know what can happen after. It, he like, does. Like that would he be does good say it a lot. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, at least a supercut of all the times yeah. Giannis is dropping a horny reference in a press yeah. conference. I mean, cutting him would just be good. But <laughs> I because he does feel weird. I think he 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 did one in front of. Uh, 
<laughs> on an Instagram live, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the family was there, so he feels weird about that one, I'm sure. But he keeps doing it. And the table reads would just be good. So, okay. so we're doing Great one. idea. We're getting a Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they added new categories this year, so well, maybe like they'll what? add this. They added... Greeky freaky? Well, they added two. One made a lot of sense. It was um, basically like stand-up. Like comedian stand-ups, you know, there's so many on Netflix, so they gave an award to hmm. the best one. I think Ricky Gervais won, which TikTok won yeah, in 2024. Yeah. Oh, if, have you watched that one too? Ugh. It's not very good. Anyway, he won. But then the other category, this is a funny category. It's literally like box office success. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought we had the way to figure out who had the best, uh, mm. you know, most popular movie of the year, but they. They want to, I think the idea, get more casual fans watching this, <laughs> like it will work. <laughs> you know, hey, I, casual movie fans? You know what I mean? It's like casual box office fans? It's like, oh, I saw Barbie or I saw this Mission Impossible was one of the nominees. Oh, you know, it's on, like man. all the major. Did Mission Impossible win? No, I think Barbie won. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It is a toy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Most popular movie. That's basically what the category was. It was like they call it something box office, right? right. But it, but it is the box office revenue is is leading the way. There. It's literally the the yeah the it's literally box the, office. the movie that made the most money wins. So they this don't need to uh, vote on this category yeah. then. Oh, I don't think so. Well, that's really funny. Then why even have nominees? <laughs> <laughs> Unless like there's like two movies like. Somebody has to go see the movie on the final day before the Golden Globes to push it above the other one. I mean, but that's what—that's the name of the. It's the the most popular movie. Like, no, I know. I'm. Agreeing I thought they were tapping you. into social media just like they were with uh, with the stand-ups. They're tapping into likes, hits, yeah, blah, blah, all that yeah, stuff. Just okay. and that yeah, that sure. may be pushing into. Oh, that's a good point. Let's get the casuals in. And Mission Impossible was nominated. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Was. The Golden. I I'm didn't. Pretty even, sure it was. Yeah. That, they, that's considered a bomb. Like that. The I was poorly timed by Tom and Co. <laughs> it <laughs> with was Barbenheimer. He begged Nolan, <laughs> please. <laughs> we need another week with the IMAX. Yeah, uh, too bad for Tom. I but, do want to see it. Did anybody see it? Yeah, I saw it. Possible. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I it was so good. good. I definitely yeah. want to watch it's it. It's not as good as the last one. Yeah. I will say okay. that. Okay, but it's Mission Impossible. It's okay, great. All right, let's take uh, one more break. And when we come back, I got a fun Tweet of the Night for the guys with some trivia included. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> tweet of the Night? Come on. There you go. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh. tweet of the Night comes from uh, one of my favorite Twitter follows, and that is at 90sMBA. And a lot of it is just photos, screen grabs of... 90s footage from the NBA. Uh, very nostalgic. And uh, I like this pick, so I made it Tweet of the Night here, of the 1998 Western Conference Reserves. It's as simple as that. You got Vin Baker. You got Tim Duncan. Eddie Jones. Jason Kidd. Mitch Richmond. David Robinson. And the real reason why I picked this, my guy, Nick Van Exel. Nick the Quick. His only All-Star appearance. We had four Lakers in this All-Star game because we had Shaq and Kobe starting for the West along with Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett, Carl Malone. In the East, guys, the starters were Michael Jordan, who won MVP. This was in Madison Square Garden in 98. We had Penny, Grant Hill, Sean Kemp. Yeah, Sean Kemp starting the All-Star game for the East Cavaliers. Mm. Weird, right? And uh, Dikembe Mutombo. But the trivia question, I wanted to see if you guys could name the Eastern Conference reserves for the 98 All-Star game. I can give you some hints, but... uh. 
take a stab at the 98 reserves here. The pip dog? No. Pippin? No, no pip. No pip. We got two. He started, right? Didn't you say? No, he didn't. He didn't start. He, did, he didn't. Oh, he I was, guess he had back injury. Yeah, I think he was that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 97. So no, Ewing? No. No, it's 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 some fun names. Reggie Miller. There you go. There's another okay. Pacers too player. Smith. There you go. Reggie Miller and Rick Smith. <laughs> Smith. Smith is a good name. Um, we got a guy that once won MVP of the All Star Game. Not, Not this Glenn one. Rice. Yes, Glenn Rice oh. of the Hornets oh. made it Hornets. this year. Uh, we got a guy that loved to score. <laughs> he was in love with points. <laughs> I mean, it's not Kevin Love, but no, the way you're saying it. No, no, no. He uh, um, was a Celtic, though. He was a Celtic player who loved scoring points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loved scoring points. Yeah, he's got a famous quote about scoring. I make love to pressure. Stephen Jackson. No, 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 no. 97, 98. Too early for Antoine Walker? No, Antoine Walker. Yeah. Okay, there okay, are no yeah. fours. That's why he shoots so many threes. A um, couple other guys left. Uh, one, I'll give you a guard, point guard, obviously in the East. Terrell Brandon. No, no, it's a good guess. Um, Hall of Famer now, this gentleman. Tim Hardaway. There you go. Nice. Tim Hardaway of the Heat. Mm-hmm. You got two guys left. Morning, one, Alonzo Morning. No, good guess. Um, one is uh, was a former colleague of yours. <laughs> Mine specifically. Well, both of you. Uh, who would have been around? Uh, not Dennis Scott. He never made an All Star game. Nope. But you're close. I mean, right. you're close because you're guessing the right employment well, place. Ma- <laughs> who else was an All Star from the Orlando Magic? Daryl Armstrong. No, 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 not no. the Magic. Don't worry about. Yeah, the magic. I was started thinking Nick Anderson because you said you're close, uh, but you're just oh, close okay. in terms you're, of you're colleagues. Close of, like you, you're by him. <laughs> Channing Fry played for the Magic. No, <laughs> no. Uh, you were by him. Well, yeah, you worked with him. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, that so I can't give you much more. You'll get it right away. I mean, well, Kevin McHale was not there. Nope. No, no, that's way too no, late. No, wait, wait too late. This guy was uh, had a, na- a move named after him. Smitty. Smitty. Yeah. Smitty. Steve the Smitty. Smith. Steve Smith with the Hawks made yeah. it. Yeah. And then I thought... Um, Jamal Mashburn. Now, this is a name we don't want to talk about much anymore because of what happened to this guy off the floor. Alvin but, Robertson. But No, no. Good no. guess. But pretty surprising. I, I'd forgotten he was an all-star. Let me put it that way. Big man for uh, the, your, your wife's favorite team. The Nets. Jason Williams. Jason Williams. The not the white the chocolate one. Yes. Yeah. The one with the Y. Yeah. The wow, big man. A, yeah. What a weird all star. Isn't that a weird all star list? One. Yep. Like the starters for the East. Yeah. MJ Penny Grant. Kemp is weird. Dikembe, okay. Reggie Rick Smith. Jason Williams of the Nets. Tim Hardaway. Glenn Rice. Steve Smith. And Antoine Walker. That is a funny, funny list. Thanks for playing. <laughs> 98. Good year. That's a tough one. That's good a tough year. One. Uh, all right, guys. Let's call it there. That's another classic. Hopefully, you tell us. Leave us a five-star rating or review. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. We're back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, so join us live. Um, got the college football championship game on tonight. I know you are a Wolverine fan. Go blue. Big time go blue. You uh, like their chances here to take care of business tonight, play in Washington? Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, right. <laughs> More like penis junior. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> he's really say good that though, all isn't he? night. Yeah, I think he's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he might be he a looks problem. Pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but not tonight. Okay. Not against Brandon Graham and Ty Law. Those are just two defenders I know from Michigan's days past. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, really know anybody that plays on the team. There's a McCarthy. There's a Coram. So give me There's a final a score. Give me a final score. Thirty-one seventeen. Whoa. Wolverine. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> what do you got? You got Washington or uh, Michigan? I don't know. 
I guess the penis will be flaccid, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's playing. Will we, will we be able uh, I'm to just, see I'm pe- so upset that the bulldogs aren't there. Dogs. Why didn't they get there? Rough. <laughs> it is rough. All right. Uh, well, hopefully penis plays better than the uh, best uh, shop pro man's penis. Uh, <laughs> I'll take... I hate to do it, but I'll give you Washington by three. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Why? No one knows. Anyway, enjoy that right. game. Enjoy the NBA games. On. We'll be back at 10. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I remember, go Washington. Go Commanders. That's what they're called. Right? <laughs> oh, no. It's a college game. <laughs> now oh, I get so it. Geez. No, no. Go Bills this weekend. We're going to take care of the Steelers. No problem. Wild card weekend coming up. Brace the day, people.